Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and what the hell, we're still here after all these years, talking creativity, business, art, discipline, and just about everything else we can think to cram into the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1098. Today we hear from Kellen, who asks, I've recently started carving out some guaranteed time to write fiction three times a week. It's been a long time. Do you have any tools or tricks to get you back in the particular headspace or mood for the specific story you're working on? Or have you ingrained the habit well enough that not writing is always the problem for you? Um... I don't have any good tip uh, tools. I just have to sort of bash my head into the wall until I get back into it. When I'm getting back into a story, the problem is not the mood or the headspace. It's that I don't know where I was going. And so I have to read it, sometimes read it several times, and almost write it in my imagination in shorthand four or five times before I find a course of action that feels workable to me. Basically, workable means I have to be able to get more than two steps mentally and still see road. When I get back into a book after having left it for a while, often the experience is take one or two steps, realize I've written myself into a corner, go back, start it over. Take one or two more steps, get backed into a corner, start over. I'm currently, um, what, we're, what, 20 days, 20, oh my god, it's the 28th of November. 28 days into November, I started the month off strong by finishing two books. And I sat down to finish book number three. Well, the first two books were nonfiction, and I can write nonfiction in my sleep. I've seen him. It's, it, I actually kind of do write nonfiction in my sleep. I wake up with fully formed essays or chapters in my head. Fiction, I have to be in the world. So I dropped back into the Clark Lantham universe to finish book 10, which was about 20,000 words into the book when I left off last time I worked on it. I am now 24,000 words in. I have solved five major puzzles that I presented the main character with that were so hard to get out of that I actually couldn't write forward until I knew how he was going to get out of them. Because they are actually impossible locked room puzzles. I had to know what was going on. And now I've gotten that done, and I've gotten the character stuff done I needed to do, by this point in the book, and I realize I've got an information flow problem. So now I know where the plot is going, where the characters are going. I've got everybody's voice in my head. I'm excited. And it's like I'm standing at the edge of a chasm. And the, the far side of the chasm is just slightly farther than I know how to jump. For pacing reasons, I need three chapters between here and when the first major twist comes. 
I know what the first major twist is. I've got the entire scene in my head dying to come out. But if I drop it here, it's not going to work. I need, for pacing reasons, three chapters between here and there, and I have no idea what to put in them. Because I don't have anything that needs to go in them that I'm aware of. And I just don't do filler. I can't make myself do filler. I've worked really, really hard to become the kind of writer where you literally can't take out a paragraph or you have lost something important in the book. So no musical numbers. Well, not unless they serve an important purpose. Um, So I am currently bashing my head against the wall trying to knock loose something because there's, you know, I, I trust my subconscious enough that I know that if I'm here and the plot is there, there is something, there's some breadcrumbs I need to drop in the next three chapters in order to make this work. But I'll be damned if I know what they are. No clue in the world. So do I have a reliable way to pick up old books? No. <laughs> and Kitty will tell you because she's seen me do this with at least eight books. It is absolutely miserable every time. I I can say that um, while you don't have reliable tricks to get back into a book that you haven't touched for a while, Mm -hmm. as far as getting into a particular mood or headspace Mm. for a work, it's kind of the same as for any other getting back or getting into a headspace. Sometimes it's music, sometimes it's uh, true crime dramas, um, anything that gets you thinking in that mood. Maybe that's, I haven't done that this time. Maybe I need to go and like mainline a whole bunch of noir films and true crime. Maybe. So anything that works for you for getting into the mood in the first place, whether it's, it's music or movies or a documentary or something, whatever gets you into the world that is the book that you're in, maybe try that again. It may not work, but at least you'll be tantalizingly closer. So thank you very much for the opportunity to have an aneurysm on the air, Kellen. I appreciate it. (laughs) Good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is distributed by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text and production are copyright 2024, J. Daniel Sawyer. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. All of you have made this podcast possible for the last few years with your support and with your questions. And now I'm going to ask you for one more thing. Reviews. We've got to spread the word and get the everyday novelist out to the new generation of writers that are coming online and are lost swimming out there on the internet with no hope of solidarity. Because, hey, the world's a fractious place. So if you could take a moment and leave a review at one or two places or post about us on your favorite social media venues, we would be ever so grateful. We cannot do this without you.